Welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode uh, 11-4. <laughs> My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm playing with pets. And that's Purnell. All hanging out in the, for the hanging out on the awesome side of the room. Because, yeah, yeah and, I got food on the table. And this is a video game music podcast. And this is our second anniversary, a podcast anniversary, if you will. A good time. Oh, there he is. <laughs> and there's the kitty mittens. Um, I want to give a shout out to um, all of our Patreon subscribers. If you are a subscriber on patreon.com slash rhythmandpixels, you get access to live recordings like this one, video and audio of us recording the show live with um, cats and dogs. And thank you to Chris Murray, some wonderful champagne. And deedly, deedly. So, Purnell, this we, is a celebration, and it was appreciated that he provides us with the means with which to celebrate because I was going to get some ShopRite cupcakes. Well, we aren't going to use any champagne flutes because I don't know where they are. I've moved, and all of my fine china is boxed up somewhere in the basement. Nah, we're not, <laughs> we're not ritzy folk. We drink we drink from, from red cups like everybody else. So, why don't you tell me about um, some new games you're playing, maybe reviewing, while I um, wrestle with this bottle? Well... By the time this episode comes out, I'll probably have started writing my review for the game Hat in Time, which I just got the code for today. So it's going to be an interesting one because there's a, there's a little controversy around the game itself, but my goal is to say ignore that and focus on the game proper because these developers worked hard on it. I want to see what they put out as a product. Right. Um, I'm going to be reviewing, apparently there's a Carcassonne Steam game now. And I figured I was a good fit for that because of how much I like the basic Carcassonne anyway. So I'm reviewing that. Um, I'm reviewing... Well, I said I had time. I actually have a strange number of games. You ready? Yeah. Where's it going? Slowly. <laughs> He's like, here we go. Oh! There it is. <laughs> There's that wily weasel. Yeah, hey, look at that pop on the, uh, on, the, uh, on the recorder. That's awesome. All right. I think it's amazing. I, I, I'm having trouble even remembering everything I'm reviewing. Um, there's going to be like this weird like samurai dodgeball game I'm going to be looking into pretty that soon. That sounds awesome. It's, it looked really cool. I saw the preview trailer for it. And the guy was like, you're in when we start working on it. Um, I got that. And there's like this weird like neon, super off-road looking racing game that I'm going to be doing where it's got like... What's the music like? Hotline Miami style music. What's that type of music called? Like synthwave? Yeah, synthwave. Man, the stuff I've been playing for like the past four episodes... <laughs> it's kind of weird in its own way. Like in the last year, I've pretty much become a video game journalist, which is goofy in its own no, way. Man, that's what you've been working towards. I think that's just like what you've been wanting to do. This is true, but there's something hilarious about it now because you haven't lived until you've seen your review get posted on a website by someone else that you've never met. And then see everybody dogpile talking about how you're you're bought by the industry and how right. you don't know what you're talking about. It's hilarious. All right, so to another year. Another year. To another uh, another year of great video games. And great friends. And great friends. Just And drinking champion. No, I'm thankful for you being my friend. Stop it! No, I'm, I'm serious. Oh. Right. Not do it in one. No, there's too many bottles. No, there, there's no way. I like my stomach too much. Well, that's good. Ah, that's great. Johnson good. Nice and dry. 
<laughs> Michael's air hole. Um, yeah. Whew. Good well, stuff. Thank you very much, Charles. 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 <laughs> I call him Charlie Murphy. His name is Chris Murray, not Charlie Murphy. I thought you were going for the juggernaut reference there. Hey there, Charles. Oh, I don't even know that one. Good. It, I <laughs> wish I didn't, but it's still in my mind. Oh, my goodness. So what was our what was our overall goal for this particular episode? Like right. aside from general conversation, which we are going to have, <laughs> but what is our what was our premise? This is the uh, the celebration of a full year. So I thought we would pick our top five, which is going to be hard. I know because we've each we mean between the both of us, we've picked hundreds of tracks mm-hmm. this year. Uh, but our I top will... five um, original picks. Okay, thank you for that because I realized you're start, you're starting to lead into of this year. I'm like, I failed at that because at least one of mine is from 2016. But no, 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 the podcast. Just uh, wanted to make calendar. sure. Yeah, you had me worried. Like, oh man. <laughs> well, then we need to cancel this episode no, and no. reschedule for tomorrow. So this is going to be a bit of a longer episode um, for you guys, um, not on the east coast of United States. Sorry about that. Um, but the video will be made available to you on YouTube through um, through the Patreon uh, links. So it'd still be there if you want to go back and check it out or if you want to just listen to it on Monday, that's great. Um, otherwise, we are going to slowly get drunk and no, listen we're to not. some great music. We're going to slowly <laughs> drink soda and smile wider and wider as time passes. Oh my goodness. This is great. All right. So we're going to pick our top five tracks, and then we're going to pick our... I think we just chose... We just narrowed it down to our top two... Um, bonus. Bonus round tracks. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is like, for me, I think this is really my top of the top. I'm sure I missed some in there, but I feel like the ones I picked, I feel super strong about, and I actually ranked them. So you're better than me. I'm the guy... <laughs> not only am I bad at ranking things, yeah. but I'm also terrible at rating things. So... To give you an idea behind that, uh, good thing you're reviewing games now. Pat. I was gonna say, so the website I do reviews for, they require numeric ratings. I guess they're trying to get down with Metacritic and all that stuff. And right. I guess because a lot of people just kind of focus on numbers, which gets you hits. But I'll, my thing is either I like it, I don't like it, or man, it's okay. You know, I don't go. I, my intent is to give you my impression by words, what I type, what I say. So I'll have the time to just come up with an arbitrary number. Yeah, you know, if you just want to say like these were your favorites of the year, that's fine. That's good to say. I may throw uh, this as a personal favorite, but yeah. overall, I got a bunch of tracks. Perhaps I, you'd like to hear them. Let's start with some tracks. So let's start with your number five, 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 five. The number five is a great number. It contains things. Actually, well, <laughs> what I'll do <laughs> is for Big Nest number five, I'll go with an episode that has a five in it. Mm. So this track was chosen for the episode 8-5 FM Towns episode. Oh, yeah. Back on May 15th, 2017. And the track that I chose is from the game Dragon Tail, Writhing in Agony, Aren't You, by Tadahiro Nita.
All right, we are back, and you're listening to Dragon Tail, title track being Writhing in Agony, Aren't You? by Tadahiro Nito. Aren't you? FM Towns episode was great. Yes, it was. First of all, first of all, that was hard to find like music that wasn't um, adult-themed games. True, though. <laughs> I kind of almost wanted to pick an adult-themed game and then dance around it because that would just make it funny. Like, I can't say anything about it, but I got to talk about it. Well, we this were be close on, on one of them. Marble, right? ki- marble Cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like, oh, that was a great game. It was really fun. And then suddenly, great music. <laughs> <laughs> the great music. But um, this track I picked specifically to come back up again because what I liked about it was I had never heard of this game before that episode. However, I did hear of Dragon Hat because if you were a fan of anime back in the 90s and you were buying VHS cassettes, you were seeing trailers for this game with the hump on the pony pony, hump on the pony pony, and all that stuff that goes with it. So it was just kind of a spectacular thing to realize that there was a video game based on it that I had never heard of for a system that I had never heard of. So it kind of... Was wor- it was kind of a perfect match for me. And then I watched the video of the game being played because yeah, yeah. I'll probably never get access to an actual <laughs> FM Towns. And the game itself, while weird in execution, it was like a rock, paper, scissors card battle game. Yeah, I was seeing some screenshots of that, and I'm like, that's interesting. Didn't they do that in, like, in um, Princess Tomato? Yeah, Princess Tomato did solely rock, paper, scissors, but this game had, like, more than a rock, paper. It was like a weird... Like versus cards and stuff, <laughs> and just watching it all unfold to this music, so um, made me really happy to watch it happen. So many tracks. This is up. This is up top. Yeah, this is one of my favorites for the oh, show yeah. because it, it has that surprise effect to me, and I like the fact that it's very animated and cartoonish. Mm-hmm. Like as we all know from hanging out, you and me hanging out, and from listeners listening to the show. I'm very cartoonish in an odd but fun way. You like that fun stuff. Yeah. Like when I hear like a track like this, I'm like, yeah, Pernell will be into that. Just as much as just as much as when I hear like a fun like rock track, like I know that that's a Pernell track. You'd be into it. Oh yeah, man. Alright, so um, let's keep it on moving. Actually my number five number five is actually a track that you picked. Really? I know it's actually it's it, it's surprisingly hard. Like when you're when you're doing research for every episode and you're picking out your favorite tracks for that topic to go back and think of someone else's song. But a couple of my tracks are yours. I love that. Yeah. So now I feel bad. But no, don't just feel- know, just <laughs> know no, 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 no. It's all that great music. would have been yours. <laughs> it's all great music. But no, this one in particular, and another one, which you'll hear later on, is amazing. This is from Disgaea 2 Cursed Memories. Ooh. This is Spread Your Wings. Oh, I know the track it's already. It's so feel-good. It's amazing. And this is on the PlayStation 2, composed by Tenpei. Mm-hmm. Sato. Tenpei Sato. <laughs> That's awesome. I forgot to write down the last name. And this is from episode 6-10, Pause, Save, and Tutorial. So this is this is like pretty early, almost right after our first um, anniversary. Mm. So let's give this one a listen. Spread Your Wings.
And we're back. Um, we are giddily listening to Spread Your Wings from Disgaea 2, Cursed Memories for the PlayStation 2, composed by Tempe Sato. And God, I love that guitar riff. I'm just glad you picked this track because, like with game music in its own time, hearing music on the show has the same effect of just kind of providing you with memories of how the song made you feel when you first heard it. Yeah. And this track, to me, is a very uplifting, like, positive, get up and go (laughs) sort of track. I'm ready to face the world and kick the tar out of it because it stole my lunch money and I want it back. Oh, man. So, so, uh, So happy, happy times, happy themes. One of my happy games is Super Bomberman. The first one? Uh... No, Super Bomberman for the SNES. Yeah, the first or uh, second? That's the first one, I guess. Okay. And the second one, and the Dreamcast one, and all the ones they're I played. They're all good. They're all, to me, they're all the same. <laughs> they're kind of a horror. Um, so I chose my top five Bomberman power-ups. There aren't that many power-ups in Bomberman, but let's see what you pick. Okay, number five, the kicking boots. How is that so far down? I'm wondering what the other ones are going to be. Number four, all right. punching gloves. Well, what the heck are three, two, and one? Right, number three, the grabby gloves. Wait, the grabby gloves? Where you left the bomb up. Oh, right. Never mind. Yeah, that's better yeah, than the punch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pretty you're good, okay. right? You're all right. All right. All right. Number two, mm-hmm. the golden bomb. There's no golden bomb. The one that, like, does the whole screen. There was a, you know, oh, the P-bomb. P-bomb. Power bomb. I call it the gold bomb. <laughs> Power bomb. <laughs> There's nothing gold about it. Number one. Barry the life up or the remote. Neither of those. What? It's the roller skates. Wow. See, yeah, we are so different. (laughs) It's not even funny. First of all... No, no, you need to dodge. You need mobility. It's the roller skates. Yeah, the roller skates belong in the top. And then number one. But number one is the remote bomb. No question about that. Remote bomb (laughs) is number one. Number two is the life up, like the extra hit. Number yeah. three is the roller skates. Number four is the punch. And number five is the kick. I can't believe I numbered those, but you brought it out of me. How'd you forget about the remote control bomb? I don't remember that at all, man. It was the best thing ever. You could just <laughs> drop a bomb, turn the corner, boom, detonate. It, it like, was perfect. Oh, my God. It makes the game so easy until you die. <laughs> it's like the options and full power loadout of Gradius. When you die with the remote bomb, it's depressing. Oh, man. It's like a, it's like, it, the, like the sticky bombs or like the remote detonators and GoldenEye. I love playing with those things. I think when you think about sticky bomb, think about something different when it comes to bomber because I think about the jelly bomb. Well, I was, I, 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 those. I was relating it to GoldenEye for the N64, which is one of the only Chris, N64 games I've played. Chris just mentioned that there was a gold flame power. Maybe you were thinking about that because the gold flame is the max increase, and he is right. I'm telling you, Chris knows what's up. Way to go, way to go, Charles. <laughs> Grab that. <laughs> Not while I'm sipping. <laughs> but All right, like, let's 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 jump to our number four. All right, I think it's kind of interesting. I'm going to go with this because earlier Chris Murray made an interesting comment about how he thought the FM Towns episode was related to Towns music before he learned that it was a console. <laughs> yeah. And fun fact, until Rob brought it up, I didn't know it was about a system either. I didn't know FM Towns was a console, but what was a computer system? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But. I figured since one of my tracks ties into actual towns, I'm going to go with that as my next. So, the next track in my selection rotation is A Curious Tale from the game Secret of Mana, composed by Hiroki Kikuda, chosen on episode 3-1 Town Music back on April 18th, 2016.
Welcome back. You're listening to A Curious Tale from the game Secret of Mana, composed by Hiroki Kikuda, originally played on the Town Music episode 3-1 on April 18th, 2016. Holy cow, I did some crazy stuff with this. But... I am still glad <laughs> I did picked... some crazy stuff with this, Pernell? Yes, in the form of the fact that I chose it for this episode. Oh, yeah, anyway. But, but it doesn't matter because I want to listen to this track. It's a good track. It's This, this is another... I think, like, this is a feel-good track. A feel... Feel good. It's a feel-good track, but in a different way. In a different way. Like, the last track was, um... was like, it's that feeling you get in the last day of, like school but like when you're like 14 yes that was the last track this track this track feels like like hanging out on the beach with a whole bunch of friends and it's like the middle of the day and you're just talking about like where you're gonna go get lunch yeah this is a very like to put in perspective this track was one of my tunes where back in the days when you only could record music on for your games off of a cassette adapter or something i didn't have the game um, soundtrack. So I would just let the game run while I did whatever I wanted to do around the house. It was good for having the window open, let the breeze flow in, and just put your feet up on the bed and stare at the ceiling and relax. It was just... It's a track that in, uh, inspires exceptionally positive feelings within me. Nostalgic feelings. Mm. And even just feelings of reflection. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Secret of Mana evokes those feelings. I think that's why it's so powerful. As it's true. Like, you got to imagine they're doing a remake of this game. It's supposed to be coming out in February on the PS4 and all. And very few games can I think of where for a re-release, people are saying, don't even give us new music. Don't update the music. We just want the old music to play over the <laughs> yeah, new yeah, graphics. Yeah. That's yeah, what kind too. of treatment this game is getting. And for good reason, because of wonderful, glorious tunes such as this one right here. What's not to like, I tell you? Don't answer that because it will be wrong <laughs> and I'll be upset. This is a great one. This is a great one. This is a great episode too. So this was the Towns episode? Yes. This was the first day of spring in this house, right? In this, in this house. 2016? 15? No, it was 16. 16? 2016. Yeah, 2016. Last year. Wow. It was a beautiful day. Yes, it was. And that's why the actual screen cap for that episode is outside on your backyard tree. Yeah, that was the time the uh, the tree blossomed. Um, and I learned how to climb a tree. That was great. <laughs> Getting down was a little tougher, but since I'm so tall, I just kind of stepped off the branch. It was, was fun. Is like once once you're like tall enough, you can just fall. It's just a controlled falling is okay. Yeah, and that's pretty much what got me down. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like kind of dangled. I'm just like, am I coming down? Wait a minute, I'm tall. I just stepped off. I can tell you. Uh, Done deal. About my trip to the um, the parkour, like a parkour gym in Philadelphia. There's a, the, a lot of falling. <laughs> <laughs> but you learn how to do it, and it's great. Now, here comes an interesting question. Will this be a... Actually, here's a top question for you. Maybe that have to be top five because I'm throwing it to you sporadically. No, that's fine. What's up? Favorite foods and games. Favorite game foods. Okay. The, um, I really like the parsnips in Super Mario 2. Interesting. Yeah, I think they're really cool. Bonks. Yeah. And um, 
I, I really need to think about this. I can't think of anything good right now. I mean, there's the obvious choices, but I'm vegetarian, so I can't be like, the stewed meat that you find inside a wall in Castlevania. It still counts. <laughs> I mean, if it, and this is like how creative it is that it's there. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I, I do, I do, I do like that. Okay, um, and Grandia 2, when they eat the fruit that gets them drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that cracks me up. That's a good selection. <laughs> I do like that. And what about you? See, I have weird taste in that regard. I'm, um, I would say one thing that I would like about it is my, oh, my number one, regardless of any other things on the list, would be pepper beef from Mouse and River City Ransom. Yeah. And I can't remember what the mall is that has it, but all I know is it's right next to the bridge where you have to fight Benny and Clyde if you want to grind for money. So it was a perfect location to just kind of climb, the, climb up the stairs <laughs> of the bridge, go one screen over, go to Mouse, get your five ninety nine pepper beef, go back over, beat up some thugs under the bridge, do it again. It was perfect. And quite frankly, I'm just a big fan of spicy foods anyway, and I didn't actually have real pepper beef for at least 10 years after that game was played by me. So it was an interesting experience to finally see what pepper beef was and how this guy could get the entire meal in his mouth in one gulp. Yeah, I do like the animations on those. Another thing would be the... this Now there's no orders, just meat yeah, food yeah, 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 yeah. The giant clomp of meat that you get in Bonk games. So <laughs> yeah. in Bonk, you get... <laughs> there's three levels of power up for him, or two levels. There's his basic form, then his kind of crunked out form, and there's holy crap, watch out, he's got a butthead form. <laughs> and, Bonk's uh, crunked out form. It's crunked out. What? That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But that's what? All, that's how he looks. So he looks really like Neanderthalish. <laughs> but I guess it makes sense because he is supposed to be a caveman. But um, there's this giant slab of meat you can sometimes find, and the giant slab of meat is instant instant crazy butthead mode. Yes. So yeah, it yeah, just it makes weird how it's just like bouncing around. Yeah, it's like eyebrow gets all funky and... Hey, eats again. One bite. This <laughs> is hilarious. All right. Um, I can't think of five, but I think my last one's going to be the apples from uh, Super Mario World. You know, where Yoshi eats the apples. They always look like so bright and chewy and like, like crisp. They are, and then you eat ten of them and you crap a mushroom because somehow that makes sense. There's a lot of fiber in apples. That is true. <laughs> anyway... Um, moving on. <laughs> All right, so uh, my number four. Number four. Number four took me by surprise. Okay. I did not even know that this existed. This is from episode 6-7, uh, our focus on Machira Yamane. And oh, this okay. is from Skullgirls. And this is called In a Moment's Time. And I love this tune. Like, once I heard this, I could not, I could not get the tune out of my head. And I also couldn't believe that this was part of a fighting game. Okay. And completely composed and arranged by Michiru Yamane. So this is called In a Moment's Time from the game Skullgirls. And you can find this on all great systems. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're not too far off yeah, from that. It's literally only everything. <laughs> pretty much. All right, so enjoy.
So that was In a Moment's Time from the game Skullgirls, composed by Machiri Yamane from episode 6-7, our (laughs) focus on Machiri Yamane. Stop it. (laughs) Love it. I love that song. So yeah, on the stream during the song, we were talking about the holidays and how they're coming up and how it's almost December. It's it's December for some of our, our listeners right now. And... Um, yeah, I listen to a lot of um, piano jazz. That's the thing that we do in our family. We listen to um, like jazz music, piano music. But like, what I like to do is put on Vincent Garaldi and we, just just like put them on. Like, well, you know what you got to do now, right? You got to take this to your next gathering and play it, and then not tell her it was a game composer. Like, I don't know. Someone just <laughs> gave me this track. <laughs> I heard it play in a club one night. No, something this would, crazy. This, this would roll. And actually, you were there for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Now that my mother has moved to Minnesota, mm-hmm. holidays down here. It's this is our time. That's right. <laughs> this is like our show. So um, gotta make it rock. It's Friendsgiving, and it's gonna be friends, friendsmas. Yeah, works for me. Friendsica. <laughs> Franca. <laughs> uh, so what I was trying to do was put that over here. So I have. Another top five for you, Bruno. What would that be? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna save some of my sillier ones. And <laughs> so this one? Silly. They're all pretty bad. All right, I'm gonna do my. This is a fighting game. I'm gonna do my top five Street Street Fighter normal buttons. Normal buttons? Yeah, normal buttons. All right. With like light punch, heavy kick. Exactly. You'll There's un- only six of them. Everyone's different. You'll understand. All right, number five is Guile from Street Fighter Two. Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 standing forward heavy punch. That is an interesting combination. Spinning around, hitting them with the back of the fist. It's pretty good. Oh, you're talking about the actual effect of the button combo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you got me thinking six <laughs> buttons. <laughs> There's six buttons. You got a top the five. The heavy kick is my favorite. Like, why? <laughs> the jab, short, roundhouse. Um, all right. Uh, number four. You know, it had to be, this had to be number four. Okay. Street Fighter 4, Able. Standing forward, medium kick, okay. step kick. That thing, I lived by that. That was my code for six years. That was like my live or die, <laughs> like button. Okay. I didn't use any other special moves half the time. Just that move. Number three, classic Ryu standing heavy punch from Street Fighter two, three, four, and five. Man, you're straightforward heavy punch. See, you are hyper-technical about this bad boy. I'm going to be clever about my response. No, they're fun. All right. Number two. Mm -hmm. Really specific on this one. Chun-Li. Standing heavy punch from Street Fighter 3. Oh. Where she, like, slaps. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) She goes, bap, bap. Because you hit it twice, and you get get both hits out of it. And they're both pretty powerful. And they're amazing. I think she does it in five, but I'm not a Chun-Li main, so I couldn't tell you. I agree with you, Chris Murray. This is a very specific top five list. <laughs> yeah. Number one. <laughs> Number one top. Edmund Honda. That's his first name. <laughs> Hundred hand fist? No, no. This is a normal. What? Jumping light kick. The butt stomp. Okay. Yeah, it has to be number one. Flying butt stomp. Number one. Well, I don't play enough fighting games to have button combo specific <laughs> things. But what I can do, if I think hard enough, is just... Random five favorite move and fighters that I can recall right, off the right. top of my head. Top five favorite fighting moves. Rival schools, Hinata's crazy like air spin kick that's not quite a um, uh, Ryu hurricane kick, but it's her special thing when she goes, Rick, 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 Rick
I think we just talked about rival schools in the last episode too. We should talk about it every episode. We should have a whole <laughs> rival schools episode. It. But like that second, um, let me see. Guilty Gear, a lot of these are going to be from the Guilty Gear Cross 2, um, Milana, Milia Rage's crazy, like, hair dash. Yes. It's basically, yeah, first of all, her hair is a weapon. It's a living weapon. And one of her moves is that she kind of turns, she kind of wraps it around her back, through her legs, sits on it, and then shoots across the screen. Because somehow her hair becomes rock, gets jet propulsion, rocket ability, and she just kind of wrecks faces when she does it, too. It's freaking glorious. Um, another one. Still from Guilty Gear Cross 2, Bridget and her weird yo-yo roller skate into a teddy bear yeah, combo. I like that one. Where she just kind of like dashes across the screen while riding yo-yos. <laughs> and then like her living teddy bear just starts like kind of like kind of You love the crazy stuff. I love, I love that. This game is awesome. That's like, why you love Rival School so much because it made no sense. Exactly. Which reminds me. <laughs> next one. Momo from Rival Schools 2. Oh, her, her super, right? Not her super, but I guess it could technically kind of be. I think that's a part of it. But basically just her con, her move where she kind of, like she does like a spinning air racket uh, dash. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It cheaps in so many people. <laughs> and it's so funny because basically a little girl with a tennis racket is schooling cats. And it's just, it's glorious. It's so glorious. All right. What's your number four, though? All right. So we're on number three. We don't know. Don't <laughs> we'll know. we'll never three. know. We're, we're on number three. We're on number three. What's your number three? <laughs> um... I can't do a episode where I'm picking favorites and not hit a Sound Team JDK track. So yes. I'm going to squeeze one in right here if everybody's okay with that. Um, that track is from the game Ease, Memories of Celsetta, and the tune is called Gust of Wind, composed by the JDK Sound Team, and it was featured on the episode Montage Music with Cameron of the Mag Gear, episode 9-9 on August 21st, 2017. Let's get this party started!
guys. We are back. You're listening to Ease Memories of Cell Setup. Gust of Wind from the sound team JDK. Composed by them. Oh my god. See what you did to me. Anyway, this was featured in the Montage Music with Cameron episode 9-9, recorded on August 21st, 2017. This track stood out to me on so many, so many levels. I was originally kind of worried when I played this game because a lot of the tracks are remixes and revisions, re-envisionings of tracks from Ease, Dawn of Ease from the Turbo CD. A lot of them I feel as though were done better on the Turbo CD version, but there were a couple that just came out of nowhere and blew me away. This is one of those tracks. I hear this tune and it just fills me with just yeah. energy. It makes you <laughs> want to just burst down a hill and start smashing through walls to get from point A to point B. If you're on task to get something done, you need to kind of just kind of bring yourself back into the game. If you're ADHD rowdy, you need to focus. I like that, rowdy. If you're ADHD rowdy, this will bring you back on point, focused totally. and ready to take care of business, take care of business. Mm. So glorious. There's a lot of energy in this tune. And it works because in the game it plays when you get the gust boots and their whole purpose is to make you just dash mm. so quickly to the point that when you're trying to turn, you have to actually stop and you slide and so you have to redirect yourself. Action RPG style? Yes. Oh, man, I'm terrible at those games. Nah, with this, I learned. It's so cool. Well, trust me. You could play this and yeah. it would feel like second nature to I you. I don't know, man. I remember um, uh, I was super excited for Odin Sphere. Remember Odin Sphere? See, no, see, don't compare this to Odin's fear. I'm saying that that's an action RPG style. But yeah, but it's slow. I was, but I was like bad at it, and I was like, crap. That game is. <laughs> I was that, so frustrated playing that well, game. Well, listeners, if they want to comment, that see if I'm right or wrong, can clarify this. But Odin's fear is both slow and technical compared to this game. This game has a lot of moves you can input, but in generally any situation outside of the triangle of pierce, stab, and smash. Any move will do the trick. It's and that's, just what that's, do you like to do. That's like power. adjacent to the food pyramid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Five slash five doses of pierce per day. Yeah. Piercing, to- slashing, and then you got like mashed potatoes, vegetables, meats, gravies, gravies, mm-hmm. candies, oxygen. All those things. Are great food. <laughs> I like oxygen's at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> but like, nah. But this game, they're designed with the intent of being fast but not chaotic. Okay. Fun games that don't tax you unless you put on like nightmare mode, in which case look the heck mm. out because you'll be suffering. Um, hey, and Chris brought this up too on the, in our chat. Ease Eight has a great Falcom OST. It oh, yeah. exists on the PlayStation Four, which you own. I do, but you know the next RPG I'm playing on there on the PlayStation Four is this Persona Five. It's Persona given. Five. Okay, okay, in that case is fun. But but if it, it wasn't, you know, what I started playing the other day. What Hugh? He was a great game. It's amazing. But it's short too, so as soon yeah, as yeah. done, I've realized Persona that. Five. I love puzzle games. Yeah, Persona Five's next. Totally, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you on that too. I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm, I'm putting it down. Um, actually, before we move on to anything else, um, I'm super excited because this weekend I'm gonna learn if I am the proud owner of a new Cobalt Flux DDR pad. Oh, she actually went in on it. Oh, I've been actively searching for an arcade machine. Oh, that is legit. And you're coming you're coming to through towards fulfilling your dream. I am so close. Alright, so my number three pick. Alright, my number three pick is classic. And you picked this one, I'm pretty sure, but like this is one of my favorite songs of all time. This is from Streets of Rage 3. The Poets 2. Poets 2. 
I did pick it, and that's an excellent this choice. This jam makes me want to, like, just dance. And I just know Shiro was the man. He was. He is the man. He is. <laughs> he was. God bless him. May he rest in his home. Wherever he is. May he rest <laughs> in his bedroom with a bag of Cheetos. All right, let's check this out. This is The Poets 2 from Streets of Rage 3. Yuzo Kashiro, Mutahiro Kawashima. This is from 8-2 Club Dance Music. Let's go. You are listening to The Poets 2 from Streets of Rage 3 by Yuzo Kashiro. The man, the man, the legend. Motohiro Kawashima. What if I called him a myth? Like, <laughs> I, Actually, um, I just... I think I saw him in Magfest. I, it was I, weird. I just shared a link on Facebook for Digging in the Carts as, as I'm doing a uh, these live uh, DJ sets. I think someone just mentioned it. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do, do really, really love this tune. Actually, and I remember, um, this tune, um, actually came back to me because of ITG playing in the groove because someone had created, 
um, a remix. And I, actually, I played this remix. It was from an artist called Mayhem. And it was called Nintendo Don't. And it was like, Genesis does what Nintendo Don't. And this was like the middle section of the song was like just this. And um, I learned, I learned um, more of this track from playing that song on ITG, which is just essentially DDR. So I'm going to do my next top five. And how do you feel about that? I'm not sure. I'm kind of anxious. I'm scared. What <laughs> you are you going to do? You should be, because this is my top five Purnell curse word substitutions. <laughs> you have to have a checklist of those. I keep track, Purnell. <laughs> I'm curious to hear what So, um, for our listeners, we don't just keep it clean on the podcast. Purnell likes to keep it clean for fun. <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> number five, Snapple. <laughs> Snapple. I have used Snapple. <laughs> tea. I have used Snapple. Number four. I'm surprised at number four. I thought it would be higher. <laughs> That's what I Even though I'm the one who made it. Number four. Fraggle Rock. That's my favorite. So I'm Fraggle Rock. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> the, the next one I might have made up. I'm not sure. I'm sure I've heard it. Number... <laughs> Top five. Made I'm up think, okay, I gotta stop. All right, <laughs> I be fresh, professional. <laughs> no, you don't. It's your podcast. Be nuts. Number three. <laughs> I never. I can't even say it. All right, hold on. Just imagine if he can't even say it. Just imagine the amount of will <laughs> I have get to have to say them. <laughs> number three. Blubber knockers. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that you actually kept kept track of these. I have said flubber knockers. All right, number two. That was two. Number, that three. was number three. Number, that was number three. three. Okay. Number four was Triangle Rock. Number three was flubber knockers. <laughs> <laughs> number two, Skittles. Yeah, Skittles is Skittles. one. Skittles <laughs> is, is right up there. I want to go with number one. I bet number one is raspberries. Raspberry! Oh my God! Number one's raspberries. That's right. Yes. Raspberries. Raspberries. Oh, raspberries. Yes. Yeah, I hear that one more often. I mean, it's because I hear it a lot. This is my. This is what is my most regularly <laughs> gone to. I will say that much. I will say that. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna cut so much of this out. No, you should. <laughs> this has to stay. This is staying on YouTube, apparently. Well, that's well. It's got to stay <laughs> yeah, somewhere. I know, right? These guys are enjoying. Uh, oh, I, I love, I love the, I love this song, and I love you making up words. It's one of my favorite things. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's great. I think everyone. You don't even think about it. You just kind of do it. It's just, just something you enjoy doing. I do have a follow up top five. Not, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't have time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Is that what you're writing down over there? No. Well, I figured he, um, Chris Murray mentioned top five DDR songs, mm. and yes. while I could do that. I feel like it might be more personal for me to do top five like poppin' tracks because poppin' music was my all-time favorite B-Money slash video game music game. Well, we can do um, top five Konami music. Okay, that actually makes sense because now I'm just going four poppin' music and then one guitar for you to save us a lot of grief. Which is funny. I feel like we did a rhythm music episode, mm-hmm. and I feel like all of that rhythm music episode was like B-Money. Or most of it was. That's why I'll have to do more because there's, or narrow it down to specific games because there's so much music out there for game music, man. Video game 
music games now. Yes, and totally. seeing how that genre is. There's a lot of crossover, which is nice. Which is nice because it's fun playing a music game where there's a lot of music from other games and you can kind of recognize it and enjoy it. And folks like Chris Murray and other listeners who may not be all that familiar with pop and music, I understand that. But what's going to happen with this is like you'll at least be able to say, look it up on the interwebs if you're like, what the heck is this Purnell guy talking about? And they exist out there because people have like ripped like all this stuff and put them on YouTube. So my number one, number one, because it introduced me literally to an entire genre of music. Wait, are we on number ones? I'm just going down. I just go whatever weird order comes okay. to mind. <laughs> so the number one Bimani track game music is Twee Pop from the game Pop and Music 8. Yeah. It introduced me to the entire genre of Twee which then led to Cuddlecore, which then led to Britpop, which then led to Shoegaze. And Shoegaze is where I never left. <laughs> I just kind of <laughs> stayed there. Yeah, yeah, totally. The next one was only in Pop and Music 9 and never made it out. Girls Band 2, which I don't know what that was supposed to imply. I guess bands populated totally by girls, but they called yeah. it Girls Band, and it worked. Um, next one. Surf Rock from the game Pop and Music 7, which kind of made me realize that I had an interest in the genre that I didn't know I liked, even though I'd heard it in the past, which oh. is, again, Surf Rock. Surf Rock is like, that's a Purnell. That's Purnell music right there. Mm-hmm. The next one is FFFFF. Sounds familiar. It's from Pop and Music 13. Yeah. It's a very rambunctious piano tune. Very energetic, very chaotic. All piano. All right, it is, is glorious. Is the next one magical voice shower? Nope. It <laughs> should be. <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you from Guitar Freaks because you made that suggestion of other Oh, games. great, yeah. Utopia from the game Guitar yes. Freaks 9. It's the first one. track I play every time I set up to play Guitar Freaks at round one. It is a glorious tune. It is very, like, I don't know. It's, it's a track that makes you feel something inside. I can't quite convey or explain what that feeling is, but... It's one of those tracks where I've looped it way too many times in one sitting mm-hmm. that any person that's not me would go insane from hanging out with me at the time. It's ridiculous. So, All right. So um, we are on to number two for Purnell. All right. So the next track we want to pick. And keep in mind, folks, again, these are not in any order. Because <laughs> if they were, I probably would try to come up with something better. But I'm terrible at ordering. No, that's okay. So this is, this is your, uh, your fourth tune. Yes. Just my fourth tune of favorites. That will be from the game Tales of Graces F, What Was Born Inside That Door by Motui Sakuraba, which was chosen on episode 3-4, May 9th, 2016. And just to confirm something with the listeners, yeah, if you're wondering, why are all of Rob's tracks from this year and two of mine are not? It's because I don't follow directions and I have ADHD <laughs> out the wazoo. So I went with everything. That's fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> but... <laughs> At the end of the day, is still great music, and it's, hey, I want to share it with you guys. It's great so. music, and I'm happy to hear it, too. Yeah, buddy.
Welcome back. You are listening to What Was Born Inside That Door from the game Tales of Grace's Death, composed by my buddy, my best friend that I've <laughs> never met, but if he did exist in my oh, life, oh, okay. he wouldn't top Rob. You would, you, would, you would get rid of me and start a podcast with this guy? No! Yeah. <laughs> but we would integrate him to the group because this man makes some great tunes. You admit that. You know it's true. Oh, it's excellent. Motoi's the beast. Motoi Sakuraba. We do. We we have to say his name. Mm-hmm. He who must be named. Because <laughs> <laughs> if he weren't, the shame would yeah, be totally, yeah. insurmountable. This track, the first time I heard it, I was playing Tales of Grace's F. This was when I was recovering from surgery after getting a cancerous gallbladder removed from my body. Mm. Um, I was kind of stuck at home, feeling a little kind of down because I couldn't go out and really do much. But at the same time, I have so many blasted video games that were going unplayed that it was almost like a godsend to finally knock something off the shelf. Yeah. And that game ended up being Tales of Grace's F. And when I heard this track start up at 3.22 in the morning and a research lab composed of random clone robot people and I guess some other things too, it hit me hard, woke me up, and got me really intrigued about what really did Get born. I, uh, English is terrible. That's fine. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm not, this is just for me, like reading it and not thinking about. But it really did make <laughs> me think about what was born inside that door. So yeah. now you know why I was like, "What the heck?" No, well, I'm just sense. like wondering, like, like you weren't, you weren't. It woke you up. You weren't sleeping. That did, I wasn't sleeping, but it was more like you know you. Well, not I'm just about wondering. Knowing, I don't think you've had this experience because you're used to going to bed at reasonable hours. But if you're really into a game. And you want to keep playing it, but by the same token, your body is like, dude, shut it down. (laughs) We need to go to bed. And you're like, no, more dungeon, more experience. And then a track comes up that kind of reinvigorates. It's almost like tells your brain, okay, we got some. We got some time. Let's do this. We can can keep going. Okay. Um, That's what I'm referring to. It jolted me and got me re-energized to want to proceed into the dungeon. I mean, you just have to understand my concern is that you're you're trying to heal. Like, you had some serious surgery. This is true. This game was not allowing that to happen. This game tried to kill me. <laughs> this game was killing you. And the, it was so much fun that I almost let it. But then I said, nah, bedtime. Right. After I beat this dungeon. <laughs> Afterwards. But this track was just... It was spectacular. A superb dungeon tune. It only plays like twice in the game, I think. Once or twice, and it's just that's good. It's good. It's it's, good. it's got that kind of like spooky sound to it. And like, I got I love this track, but I had the, I had no choice but to pick it for this episode. Otherwise, I'd feel guilty. I, I do I do like this one. I, I do like the Tales games, and and no, in no part two for Toy Sakuraba. Mm-hmm. He's one of my all time favorite game composers. All right, I'm on to my number two track. This is I'm on my top two. Oh, are you ready for this? I'm almost afraid of what the number one will be. Number two is from the Sega Master System. Real. This is from Dragon Crystal. Oh, I remember you picked this yes, tune. from Wild Card 3, 9-8. It's the game Dragon Crystal for the Sega Master System. This is the song for levels 11, for levels, levels, levels 11 to 20. You're going to be editing so much. I will not be. <laughs> Composed by Ifugu. <laughs> Quiet down over there. Um, I, I love this ton- song. This is like one of my favorite like game tracks, and so this has to be number two. So uh, Dragon Crystal. Ready to hear. 11 to- <laughs> levels 11 to 20. Get down.
listening to levels 11 to 20 from the game Dragon Crystal for the Sega Master System, composed by Ifugu. This is coming all the way back from episode 9-8, Wildcard 3. We've done three Wildcard episodes. Honestly, I'm fine with tons of those, because Wildcards are that nice period where you can just kind of let loose and choose something that absolutely fits into nothing else that you can think of. Yeah. At least at the time. At the time. I think this was right around when we were doing... Um, too many games. Really? I think so. Okay, I can kind of say we probably needed that breather to yeah, prepare little, for that show. A little break, yeah. We've done a lot of live shows now, which is which has been fun. I mean, hopefully, you have some more coming up. But we're yeah. definitely we've been invited back to Thank You Con. Well, that's good. That means that that worked out well. Um, I so I hope uh, that our listeners don't mind some of the live shows that we do. Um, the recordings, anyway, because the recordings aren't always that great. <laughs> Well, I mean, at the same time, that's kind of part of what makes them live. Yeah, it makes them fun. Right? It's almost like why it's almost like listening to the B sides on a record. It's like kind of scratchy or a little bit off. It's yeah, because yeah. they're just letting you hear the raw material. Well, this this song also has the uh, distinction of being the only Sega Master System track we played on the entire show. I think so. Hmm, that might have to be Remedy. Hmm. Maybe something one of those Alex Kid games or something. Yeah, that has a good soundtrack. But um, I love I, this. I think this song is sad. It's almost like. It's almost sad in a way. And really? I think it's this note right here. The dragon crystal inspires people to cry uncontrollably yeah. for reasons unknown. I think it inspires another top five. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Top five. Final fight. Mad Gear names. Crap. That's going to be So not, not Mad Gear bad guys. Just their names. Top names. That's why I figured, like the random guys that walk up to you and throw punches. Number five, Jake. Okay. Not so better be Triple J. No. Number what? four. <laughs> number four, Elick. <laughs> okay. Number three, Bill Bull. I love that name, <laughs> Bill Bull. Sounds like a stand-up comedian. I do like that that group of friends. All right. Number two, Simons. Yeah. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Probably Grandpa Andor. Oh uh, no, I didn't pick any Andors. Really? Number, number one is bread. B R E D. Bread from Final Fight One. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Guys, they were just getting a little bit on the lazy side when they came up with that guy's name. See, I'm gonna go. I don't. I don't think I can come up with five off the top of my head because I don't remember their names that well. But I do know. General favors for you, you love Andor, right? just not, not specifically Andor. Is when you get thrown to the ring and you have to fight Uncle Andor and Grandpa, Grandpa Andor, Andor, the Andor twins, and they're and... just palette swaps of basic Andor. But apparently, Grandpa Andor has still got it. <laughs> he can muck you up. <laughs> then there's Jay. I'm not sure. I can't remember if it was Jay or Triple J, but basically one of the guys with the cloaks that could do the slide and they were yeah, jerk bags. It was Jay. Yeah. Um, and then you had. You had Axel. I think they were, I think they were asking Slash and Axel. Yes. It was the guy that could do blocks and you had to grab him most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the guys that stick out to me the most. There was also just a random guy named Doug, which seemed like an odd name for a thug character and, and, a, and a brother. I don't know. Doug the Thug. No. Yeah, it may, maybe it's just like, a So he, bit... like, he joined the Mad Gear and he was like, hey, what do you want to do when you're here? Like, we have we have positions in management. We have positions in murder and I, I just want to beat homicide. guys up. I just want to beat guys up. He's like, I just want to be a thug. I have anger management issues. I just want and to beat Andor guys up. And Andor was like, ha ha, Doug. Doug the thug. <laughs> Doug. 
Doug. And on, uh, that's who it is. Andor. It's like no, 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 no. This is this is it. This is Andor is the sorting hat for the Mad Gear. God. He sorts them between. So you're saying he gives them their name? Yes. So that sounds painful. <laughs> that, that means there's a your very name. Odd. Your name is Jay. But my name is my, my name is Richard. <laughs> well, now you're Jay. You are now Jay. You are a single letter. Like, I'm just picturing the poor guy, like Percy, like guys named Percy and Thaddeus, or yeah, I don't know, Julius. No, they become like um, G. It's <laughs> short. Their name is one letter. Yeah. Now that's imposing. <laughs> that inspires fear in your victims, not Percy or Jacob. All right. We are down to our last picks. All right. Last picks of the night. What's your last pick? Interestingly enough, my last pick of the night is also for one of my favorite games in the last few years that came as a rather big surprise to All me. All right, what's up? The track is from the game Hypervoid. Yes. The track title is Demist or Demist. I never. And all this I think time, it's, I, I never think it's pronounced. I think it's Demist. It's pr- it's, <laughs> and it's composed but not pronounced by Camel Bushnack from episode 10 7, Cruising Music. Yes. Composed. Episode was composed on October 16th, Listening to Hyperboy track title Demist or Demist. Either way, your choice. Composed by Camel Bushnack. Used in again episode 10 7 Cruising Music. Issued on 10 16 2017. Why is this track on here? Why the heck oh, not is it on so here? It's so good. It's so good. That's why. 
This, this track rules. Yes, it does. Rules. <laughs> like the Tuttle Snakes. Everything rules. This track, it listen, again, it's an, a big part of what makes tracks favorites for me is when it elicits feeling, like an actual sense of, I don't want to say interest, but it makes me feel either emotionally like a certain way or makes me think in a certain way. This does a little bit of column A and column B. I think in a certain way and I feel. This is a track that I can see being played as I am blasting past all the challenges that I am overcoming and my rocket-powered space (laughs) car. You had a lot of... I mean, like... I feel like the level of concentration that you put into this game is greater than a lot of other ones you've had in the past. This is very true. Yeah. Like, I, I think I mentioned it on the episode where we originally aired this track, but there's a specific stage in this game where this track plays the second to last level in the game. And my friend and I and Mike were playing it together, trying to beat the game in one sitting. And it literally took about, I want to say about two hours to nail this level down. It was three minutes of very twitchy gameplay and it got to the point where when I did it I did it for the two minutes without blinking and you might think I'm exaggerating but after every attempt no, I believe it I stopped <laughs> I had to let my eyes rest because I really was not blinking because I had to keep focus and I knocked it out and I was so proud this is probably one of the corny as it may sound this is probably one of the bigger game challenges I've, I've accomplished over the last few years this stage, not I believe the it. game hyper four. I absolutely believe it. So good, so good. This is great. I love this music. The doing the cruising music episode to me made me realize how much I loved like the new synth wave like movement of music where everyone's trying to make. I feel like it was there. Obviously, it was there before Stranger Things, but I think Stranger Things, the theme song of Stranger Things, um, popularized that style of music and people want to hear it again and I wanted to hear it again and I feel like there's a lot of games coming out I feel like um, Hotline Miami really captured that spirit of that style mm-hmm. and and this is a lot faster it's a little bit more like I don't know I would say like German techno kind of style like trancey but fast but still captures that kind of synthwave sound and I really like that I think it's like I think it's that lead sound and it's just Love it. This is so much fun. This just give gives another opportunity to plug this game and tell people yeah. you need to play it and buy it. I know it's on PS4. I reviewed it on Steam back in October mm-hmm. when it recently got released on Steam. Um, number one. This is my number one. This is without a doubt my number one track is coming up right now. Uh-oh. I'm scared. I, you, no, don't be. <laughs> <laughs> so my number one track of last year was a golf track by Ifugu, which was number two from this year. Um, this track, I cannot stop listening to. This is from episode 8-4 PC-98. Really? Yes. This is level seven from the game Xanadu 2 Remix. By the, the Falcom Sound Team. No, I think this was yours. And this was a, You'll hear it. It was a track that we chose just at the end of, a, at the end of an episode. And I could not get it out of my head. I put it on my phone and I just listen to it all the time. <laughs> this is an amazing song. Um, this is from Xanadu 2, the remix from the uh, for the PC-98 computer system composed by Falcom Sound Team. So we know of, a, of the composers of that era, but we're going to say for sure Miyako Ishikawa. But we'll go from there. Level 7. 
you're listening to my number one track of the last podcast year level seven from the game xanadu 2 remix for the pc 98 computer system composed by falcom sound team jdk i love this song for now and i love the fact that you love a falcom sound team track so much that it's your number one my number one and you believe and you said i picked this which makes it even better yes <laughs> yes you picked this song Yam. Oh, this is an amazing track. This is just an amazing track. Everything about it, the opening, the middle section, after the first loop that keeps the drums throughout, that always gets me. I love it when like, the drums carry through. Right, it starts with no drums, mm-hmm. and then it loops, and then it, the drums keep going. I love that. It feels like, oh, there's more energy going on. And then there's that final bridge right before um, it resolves back to the first loop again. And it's just so cool. It's so cool. This is, one of, this is one of the coolest tracks ever. This is why I do this. I love this song. <laughs> you do this for Xanadu. I do it for Xanadu. I don't know. I don't know anything about this game, man. It's cool. If it's a PC <sighs> game, you might be able to track it down. I, I could be able to. Um, it doesn't seem like the kind of game I would get into. It's a dungeon crawler, I'm going to wager. Yeah. You don't have to look it up now. We'll figure it out later. But no, I, and I'm sure it is. I'd say worst case scenario, if you track it down, you play one level, at least you can say I dipped my toe in the water. It was a little bit chilly, not worth swimming in. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But I experienced the temperature. I know, I know. I'm a little, I'm a little shy, a little water shy when it comes to dipping my toes into the classic RPG waters because I've been stung by the RPG jellyfish <laughs> <laughs> so many times before. But then that's why you take out a, a club and you beat the jellyfish to the point where you win. In other words, you <laughs> overcome challenges and beat the game. That's you the win. Yeah. All right, so we're going right. to the. I'm gonna keep my. Oh, let me let me turn this down. Turn it down. No. Oh. And get into the bonus round. Bonus round. This is the bonus round. This is the part of the show where we normally play remixes, covers, arrangements of classic video game music that fits the theme of the show. But these these are our top two. We're gonna pick our top two of the last year. For now, probably not. Probably but not. But we'll still go with it. Oh, but a top two that we played before that have really stuck with us that we really enjoyed listening to, um, and we want to share them with you again. Mm-hmm. And we want to give these artists special play. I have two from you. Do you know what they are, Pernell? I know one of them. That's I know what they both are, but I still wanted to look in case I got them wrong. All right, that's okay. Pernell, what is going to be your first of our double bonus round episode? First track. Yeah. has to go to one of the tracks that inspired me to want to do the bonus round concept in general because yeah. I get obsessed with covers and remixes if they're really, really good. That's right, because we didn't start the show with the bonus round, did we? Mm-mm. No. We brought it in later. Yeah, a couple episodes later. <laughs> and thankfully it's stuck because we get to hear tunes like this one. Yes. That track being from the game Blaster Master, Based off the stage area three titled Rocket from the music composer Prozac.
you went with Rocket from the game Blaster Master Area 3, composed by the music genius. Well, I won't say composed, but you know, remix, remaster, done it his way. Artist Prozac. Yeah, I love his little, um, his little, his little riffing at the end of that, like his little improvisation at the end of that. It sounds like to me, it's not like the Almond Brothers, Mm -hmm. very like classic rock sound, which is great. Because then I never, I never like put in my mind Blaster Master and classic rock. But I'm like, oh yeah, of course. Prozac took care of business. Yeah, it just fits. It happened. Now this track, this is what I like to call one of the tracks, if not the track, that got me interested. And the remix cover scene in the first place. OC Remix, most people that's probably where yes. they learned about remixes and covers. And they branch out to live bands and whatever. But this was one of the first ones that stuck with me back in like the early 2000s. And it, I mean, cause I'd heard other tracks before this, but they didn't hit me like this one did. Mm. And the fact that I not only recalled it when we started the show, this was one of the very first bonus rounds we ever did. But I was able to recall it and just bring it out. Immediately, it's like if we're gonna do a bonus round thing with this concept, in mind, <laughs> yeah, this is coming this is on pretty early in the show. I have to say it, and it oh my god, it's well, so gold. Well, another another um, thing that we've discovered while doing the bonus round um, part of our show is that we've we found actual arranged music like albums and CDs that were sponsored or created by the same companies. So the one I picked is from our episode eight three lounge music. Mm-hmm. It's from Pilot Wings, and it's from an actual arranged, like Super Nintendo album, um, arranged and performed by Takami Asano. And this is from Pilot Wings. It's called Skydiving, mm-hmm. uh, originally composed by Soya Oka. And this is one of my favorite soundtracks, like hands down. And it's it takes like the cheesy jazzy to another level. And it's 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 fantastic. To another world. Even. Another world. It takes it. It takes it. Skydiving. (laughs) (laughs) Let's jump out this plane and give it a go. Let's go. Pilot wings.
And we're back. Oh yeah, we're back. That was Skydiving from Pilot Wings, originally composed by Soya Oka, arranged and performed by Takami Asano, and that is fantastic. Are you actually skydiving, sitting at a tablecloth-covered chair, drinking Shantae? No, I... Chardonnay? <laughs> no, I don't think it's skydiving, but I feel like this is airport-related. <laughs> you okay, know, like, um, have you ever been... T- I, I, I've been doing a lot of traveling in the past two years for work, and I always walk by those um, uh, lounges, like the the airport lounges. Oh, the lounges for like prime the, member eight prime customers. Memberships, yeah, and I've always like considered like like buying into not buying into, but like yeah, signing up for it, and then because like, earning the points to like do. But, like, what's the point? Like, what do you do? But if they play this kind of music in there, you might start. <laughs> might be kind of cool. Sit in the lounge, man. Have a glass. Yeah, but I was saying uh, uh, during the song that that song to me reminds me of Brent Weinbach from the Legacy Music Hour. He would call this music um, like 1980s adult sushi restaurant style. <laughs> I'm just like laughing at I know. music you can order a Philly roll. It's to. so funny. Like on 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 his show, he he has this description for these for this music. That's it's like I don't know. It, it makes sense, but it doesn't. Uh, what's your um, final number, bonus? Final bonus round. Final, final sushi bonus, bonus round. <laughs> We've chosen a lot of bonus tracks over the last a two lot, years. Yeah, yeah. All of which Honestly, are not spectacular. A, not tunes. enough. We could do a whole show just on covers and remixes. We've done one, but now we can do part two. No, I mean, like to. a whole podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, eh, come on. Yeah, I know. That's what makes it bonus. It's special. It's special. Um, but this track was not only a surprise find, but a surprise favorite of mine as well. It was composed by the man band, man band, <laughs> Gross <laughs> Pixels. It is from the game <laughs> Revelations the Demon Slayer, or in Japan known as the Last Bible. Nice. This is the field theme done by Gross Pixels. Ashley, I think, was featured on our episode with Amanda Laprie. Uh Yeah, actually, I think it was. So, what, Actually, one of my favorite episodes. It was a great episode. But let's hit the fields. <laughs>
Thank you, Gross Pixels. You guys are phenomenal for creating this track, or rather re-envisioning this track in a way that sounds so gosh darn superb. What track am I referring to? The one you just listened to. Field theme from the game Revelations, the Demon Slayer, Cross, Last Bible. So fantastic. Takes you on a journey of epic but relaxing proportions. Yeah, it's got that laid back. It's got that laid back jam, jam band vibe without being like, for me, that kind of like, God, why would they stop playing? Are we talking jam band as in like jugs and like glass jars? No, or? no, no. Um, like, uh, like college band, you know, and their songs, they just kind of kind of go on for like eight or nine minutes. Chris Murray agreed with you too. Jam band vibe. Thanks, Chris. He knows you guys. There's like a sin. There's a synergy. Put all your fires, Chris. You're on. Fine. <laughs> I'll just take my warm, warm winter wishes coffee and go no, home. This was a really cool pick. It was a really cool pick for the episode 10 1 Map Music. Yep. Part two featuring um, Amanda, Amanda Laprie from Descendants, Descendants of Erdrick, which is so hard to say. Descendants of Erdrick. You've been drinking champagne. No, but she plays soda. Yeah, soda. Um, and she plays guitar with um, Andrew WK. Yes, she does. Which is and she earned that accolade because she is a beast behind the... I was going to say the keys, but that axe. doesn't make sense. We'll say the she's axe. a beast behind the axe. Yeah, there she's going to a solo show at uh, MAGFest this next coming year. And hopefully I'll be there because I'll be working the Pokemon group. So I hope we will both be there. You'll be working the Pokemon group and we'll be doing a panel. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed on that one. Hope for us, guys. So uh, my best, my favorite... My favorite track uh, from the bonus round that we played this year. I mean, this, I've had a lot of great ones. I've, I have enjoyed them all. But this one, um, I think I had the most reaction to, is a War of the Magitek from Descendants, Descendants of Erdrick. I'm going to keep saying that. Um, <laughs> from 10-1, Map Music 2, featuring Amanda Laprie.
was War of the Magitek by Descendants of Erdrich from episode 10-1, Map Music 2, with guest Amanda Laprie. That was one of my favorite episodes of the of the show we've done and one of my favorite songs. Um, the the fact that it, use, it, it dives into so many classic Final Fantasy tunes so in so many clever ways and it adds the lyrics at the beginning the way it suddenly changes into a battle theme without you realizing it is it's i feel like when when you think of arrangements of classic music um and then thinking of how you can weave them in cleverly without just doing a straight medley like this this is a great example of hey this is good stuff this is creative creative use of original music it's it's great yeah this track of theirs well first and foremost want to just point out i feel like you'll probably get this level of love from any track that descendants of Eric puts out but even with that in mind this track was quite the wower yes is that even a word <laughs> probably not don't care wower wower well what <laughs> i mean like we were we we were skyped in with with amanda and as the track was playing it was just simultaneous head banging for like six minutes <laughs> yes, <laughs> we were it like was. going crazy it was so much fun didn't hurt that ff6 slash three is probably my favorite final fantasy game of them all and she chose masterful tr- she chose some, pretty much a series of the best tracks from the yeah, game totally I didn't expect that. Usually it's like, well, this track is a favorite, and this track is just adequate. This is okay. This was like, no, here's the greatest hits. I mean, the only thing she was lacking was probably the Floating Continent and Vector. Everything else was there. So it's yeah. like, oh, buddy. Yeah. All right, so for more information on the bonus round part of the show, please go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their Bandcamps, SoundClouds, YouTubes, everywhere where you can grab this music, support the artists, and feel good about it. <laughs> I kind of lost myself there. No, I think that definitely does fit. Got support it. support your local artists. <laughs> support your artists. Y'all ready to get funky? The most important part of dance is music. So now let us listen to the music and identify the beats. Too soft. Right, I want to thank you for joining us on this adventure that has been the podcast anniversary part two. Thank you, everyone, who's made it special. Episode boogaloo. <laughs> Maybe not quite. Um, we'll see how it turns out in the end. Um, our episode with uh, Mustin from the One Ups mm-hmm. so far has been the one my computer has crippled. That's the record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to like trying to get through it. But no, I want to thank everyone who, who's joined us on the live stream. It's been it's been great hanging out with you guys, hanging out with uh, you, Chris Murray, specifically, um, giving us some nice beverages to enjoy during the show. I can't guarantee how everyone in their, how everyone will receive this episode, but I can say it was a lot of fun recording it. Yeah, this is probably going to go down as one of the more unique recordings we've ever done. Mm-hmm. So uh, that in itself makes it worthwhile. Um, before we get into the end of the show, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers. I want to thank all of them. I want to thank Alex the Messenger, Matthew McDowell, Morton Gangso, Henrik Anderson, who joined us on the on the show despite it being like three in the morning where he is. Um, Chris Murray, thank you, Chris Murray. 
uh, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast, who also joined us despite the time difference. Yes. We love that, the fact that they were willing to do that. we got to return the favor at some point. Yes. And Brian Pitt, thank you all so much for helping support the show. Um, we really appreciate it. It really helps kind of keep keeps the whole thing going and keeps us uh, motivated to keep making more shows. Um, that's the dog. <laughs> trying to get in. He wants to hang. So um, next month, which is going to be this uh, this month, is December. We are going to have a holiday special. Um, so more holiday music eggnog episode. If there's no eggnog, it's not a holiday. So we are planning that one to be the uh, a free live stream, not just for our Patreon subscribers, but for everyone involved. But don't worry, for our Patreon uh, group, we are also going to have a special for you. And I think it's going to be a live stream of um, our YouTube show. Which we're attempting to start. Yeah. Because we're slowly putting together. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be a fun time. So um, Rob, uh, Robin Purnell, play games. Maybe we can do some online gaming with some of our uh, Patreon members. But we're going to do that earlier in the day. So both of these live shows are going to be earlier in the day. So everyone from all the time zones hopefully can get involved. I got a name. Get pixelated. Get rhythm and pixels. Get pixelated with rhythm and pixels. I think that could work. We Pixel. should put it in. Po- we should we should check it in post. It might, it might be doable. I just, just want to say, check it in post. <laughs> I just want to say in post. In post. Um, all right. So uh, we'll see you um, next Monday. But until Stacy Con ninety four. I love that. I love that you did that joke last week. And I still love it. It'll go on forever. I love it still. <laughs> it's so funny. To me. Um, so uh, if you want to get in contact with us as always please contact us over email rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com if you want more information about the show and if you'd like a full track listing from all of our episodes go to the website rhythmandpixels.com if you want to check us out on social media that's Facebook Twitter Instagram all those places it's rhythm and pixels all one word though on Facebook seems to be most of the conversation is happening there you can even um, contact us like uh, through the um, rhythmandpixels.com like blog posting system you can do that there too um, and if you like the show please hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast um, program you're listening on whether it's iTunes or Stitcher or any one of those things that I don't know about because there's a few out there um Next week, I think we're going to have a special guest on the episode. I'm not quite sure, but keep an eye out for that because we're lining some things up. Dice rolling spectacular. Those are a good time. <sighs> Brunel, you have anything you want to anything you want to say before we head out? Oh no, I'm I'm square, man. I got a I got a buffalo chicken wrap that's waiting for me to wrap it up. I know Purnell's <laughs> Purnell. Elvis has been staring at Purnell's food all night long. <laughs> you can't have it. You can't have it. All for Perny. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for listening to us for so long. Um, thank you to everyone for writing in and saying nice things. Thank you for all of our Patreon subscribers for, for giving us your hard-earned money to, to keep doing this. And um, we're going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. Until so We enjoy it, and we enjoy each other's company. That's not going to change. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, a lot of jams, a lot of fun discussion with friends and friend. Yeah. It's just... It's an awesome time. And thank you for taking this journey with us. My name is Rob Nichols. And until further notice, I should still be Pernod. Thank you very much for listening. And have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. Thank you again, guys. And remember, consistency is key. Don't let it be. 
have a plan and have a dream, get started and see what you could do with your thoughts and aspirations. Just make it happen. Don't be regretful about your exasperation. I couldn't figure out how to make that work. You got it. You got it. Don't worry about it. Two years we've been doing this. I did not expect to be doing this for two years. Only not because I have doubts, but because I'm inconsistent as the Dickens. But here we are. It's still fun. And we're still kicking it out. And we hope to do two more, four more. Who the heck knows? But if you have a dream or an idea, something you want to get kicking off the ground, no time at the present to get it started because who knows what could happen. It's worth a try at least. So go for it. Jump around now. Jump around now. Jump around now. 